0: lovelies my name is Shmaya, and I'm the CEO and founder of Shamayadri Fashion the sustainable and adaptive women's wear brand that aims to make dressing easier for women with disabilities and dwarfism. In this series Fashion Chats With I'm going to be talking to women from all around the world with all different disabilities and we're going to be talking all things fashion, adaptability and sustainability and this is kind of in the aim to find out what they think needs to be changed in the fashion industry and it gives me an idea of how I can help that with my own fashion brand and how I can kind of be a trailblazer and make a change for good. So make sure you stay tuned and enjoy. In today's episode we chat with Monique, a model and disability advocate from up north. Monique has brittle bone syndrome which means that she has short stature and she is a wheelchair user. In today's episode, we chat everything from the need for unique adaptive clothing, how easy it can be for designers to make the change and become more adaptable and accessible, and representation of different bodies with short stature. How have
1: you been? What have you been up to today? I literally just, it feels like literally running out of a meeting. (laughs) Yeah. Working and training.
0: Yeah. Yeah i know i've been really busy today as well so i feel the same (laughs) um but at least we've got like a bit of time we can sit down
1: exactly exactly
0: (laughs) um okay so i'll jump kind of straight in um so my first question is what is your favorite piece of clothing and why
1: um this is gonna sound like proper proper manc union but like um, a (laughs) tracksuit just a a comfy
0: (laughs) tracksuit I mean, I can completely relate. I've got, um, I'm wearing my Adidas tracksuit today, and it's like a velour tracksuit, and I wear it so much, um, and I absolutely love it. So I completely relate to you on that.
1: <laughs> yes, I love a bit of velour.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, same. And it's so comfy, isn't it? Just to lounge yeah. in the tracksuit all day.
1: Definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then. So where, where do you normally shop? What are kind of like the shops that you'll go to?
1: Um, Zara is like my, my, well, when we were allowed outside in the real world. Um, I used to go to Zara and River Island, um, mainly because I literally wear like 95%, if not more, children's clothes. Because um, like, yeah, I'm, I'm quite small. Um, and even like a size six adults doesn't fit me they're too big though nobody believes me um when I say that but no they are um, and um yeah so Zara is definitely my number one I find that their clothes though it's really stylish and stuff I feel like I can wear something from Zara five years later and they last five years as well so yeah. five years later and it's still like really in style people ask me where I got it from and stuff and
0: I'm like oh some Zara like five years
1: ago mm. so yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, speaking to lots and lots of women, Zara Kids is always like the first place that comes up.
1: Yeah, um, definitely. Other than that, I do use a, um, a an app on my phone, which is terrible okay. because it makes me want to shop all the time. Um, where it literally searches for whatever you want, anywhere, like more or less in the world. Um, and a lot of it is like designer. I think from a very young age, my mum would buy me designer clothes because they were the only clothes that she could find that were kid sizes but didn't have like butterflies and rainbows all over them and um, so yeah I, I use that app as well which is called chop style I don't know if i'm allowed to say that but um
0: <laughs> it's out there now <laughs>
1: yeah
0: um so is that like a is that like secondhand thing or is that all brand new it just searches the websites
1: um, it was just all brand new, but we do do some second-hand things on there now. But yeah, it just searches a load of websites. I've gotten stuff from like America and all sorts. And yeah, delivery like everything is
0: all sorted
1: through the website.
0: And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it will. It's really yeah, that's worth knowing. I bet there'll probably be women that listen to this as well, and they think, "Oh, I'm going to have a little look there." yeah it's all sizes it's men's women even in
1: like furniture and stuff they do as
0: well so yeah 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 you can get literally anything on there by the sounds of it yeah it's great (laughs) yeah no that does sound good and um have you found i haven't asked this question before in my lives but it's just kind of occurred to me have you found that when you go shopping kind of pre-covid and you're out and about in the actual shops do you find that quite inaccessible a lot of the time or do you find that you can kind of maneuver okay um yeah I have to literally sort of calculate which shops to
1: go into because there's many um like in my town center but I know I just can't get around like I've literally turned around and I've got like a whole clothing rack attached to my wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) um um, but yeah I, I kind of yeah it's not very accessible and then on top of that the ones that are quite where it's spacious, that can get around quite easily, their changing rooms are not accessible. Um, and even when they are, um, a lot of them use them for storage or it's just open to everybody, which I mean, that's great in many cases, but when it gets to a point where there's like 10 changing rooms that are regular size and there's one disabled one, and you've got to like get to a doctor's appointment in an hour, and yeah. you know you've just decided to treat yourself, and somebody's in there, um, and they didn't need it, especially if it's just a, a one person, um, and you're waiting forever because that's the only choice you have. It's not, it's not great. So um, mm-hmm. I have spoken to some, to some stores where I've been like, is it possible to sort of lock it until somebody that needs it actually comes and asks for it, and um, for you to unlock it because it's not it's not very accessible if yeah yeah because I
0: know they do that with um public toilets now don't they normally the yeah, well, toilets what? you have to ask for a key and things yeah uh, which I guess probably for y- people like you it is quite handy um yeah because like you say otherwise able-bodied people just use it because it's available yeah um, and it's nice
1: and roomy <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah exactly and I guess if people are buying lots then they think, oh great, I'll go in this one. Um, yeah, but to be honest, it's it's not. I haven't been shopping in probably years. To be fair, I don't really go high street shopping anymore. But I don't think when I did, that's something that I would have even ever noticed or known about. So it's yeah. good that you kind of bring this up for other people as well, so then they could maybe consider when they're out shopping. Oh, actually, I've heard that you shouldn't use these ones. So maybe I'll wait.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I which is kind of the point of these lives as well really is to kind of educate other people um and i've actually had i've had lots of people come to me from like all around the world just random people um and some people close to me who are able-bodied as well and people are just saying they're learning so much and stuff they would have never known so it's really great oh brilliant yeah yeah so it is great i like to hear the um the little insights you've got it's good Um, (laughs) so then when you are out shopping or you're shopping online yeah. what kind of things do you look for in your clothing um it has to be stretchy
1: i know it's hard when you're shopping online because like not a lot of the things will say oh yeah you know this top blah blah." Um, so i kind of have to study what material does which mm-hmm. obviously you know most people don't have to do that <laughs> so yeah it's, it has to be stretchy because i've got quite a a, a large chest let's say um compared to the size of me um so um yeah and just uh, the main reason I shop for children's clothes and not um smaller adult clothes is because even if I buy something that will fit my my waist um, and my hips it is way too long for the Mm -hmm. length of my legs so yeah it's just stuff like that even like adult crop pants um, I tried that route as well, that did not work for me, <laughs> it, was, it was still too long, it was either too long or it was like short in a weird way, Yeah. So it was just like it looks like normal pants and then when I sat down there's like a gap that big so it looks really weird, Yeah. I'm sat down 99% of the time, so <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah, Um, but definitely stretchy, it has to be, if it's at the top it has to be stretchy um, and easy, easy buttons off, um the hook, like yeah, kind of things because I find actual buttons a lot of the time especially when something is brand new um mm. I don't know about anybody else but I find them so hard to to do and undo because I, I dislocate it quite easily as well so it can take me like I've been in a changing room and it's took me like 10 minutes to take a pair of pants off yeah <laughs>
0: because I couldn't undo the button yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah and I have heard from lots of people that buttons are an issue um yeah. And it's something that in my brand, I'm just not even, I'm never going near buttons. It's just not going to be a thing. (laughs) Um, And also back zips, loads of people mention back zips, and I don't even know why that was ever invented. But yeah. Um, Because no one can reach, like able-bodied people can't reach, let alone people who have a disability or certain conditions and things. Yeah. Um, So yeah, rest assured, there'll be absolutely no buttons (laughs) in what I do. Um, (laughs) The only buttons you might see are like fake buttons. Yeah. because um, yeah, so,
1: they do yeah. look nice anyway. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you want things to look nice and yeah. like for example I'm looking into using things like magnetic closures and things. And I think without if you just had I don't know, say it's a cardigan or something, can you just had the sewing magnets, it would look like there's nothing to do it up. So you kind of need the fake buttons there for it to look normal. Yeah. Yeah. Normal, whatever normal is, but do you know what I mean, for it to yes. look like an average garment. Um, because I really want to make it so it's like really discreet adaption so you would never know yeah yeah um, that's that's the one thing I, I love about your clothes because i have we've been in in
1: in chats and stuff like that with everything yeah. that you're saying that you're wanting to do that's the one thing i'm, I'm like cause I, there's a there's adaptive clothing out there now um but i do find that they don't look like you know the everyday garments yeah. And that's one thing that I'd definitely be looking for, especially. I know it it would be hard because obviously there's so much extra things that you have to do for adaptive clothing, but for them to be in fashion as well, um, I find that really hard. When I'm looking at adaptive clothing, I have a gander, I have a gander. I haven't bought any yet, <laughs> um, but I do have a gander, and I just find that a lot of it is like they're just not fashionable or you know for the time, um. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's one major thing that the, the, the big the big retailers need to sort of look at. Oh yeah, anyway. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah, no, no, completely. I mean, feel free to just have a little waffle on because I just waffle completely otherwise on my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, that's... I mean, I originally started this and I was inspired by a girl because I'd met her and we worked together and she had dwarfism. And that's where... The ideas kind of has flowed from there and then in my research and looking for an LP friendly clothing brand I realized there's not really anything and then obviously I went down the kind of adaptive route and what adaptive brands are out there and you do find that there isn't much and um, the only the only pieces that are really out there that are adaptive are normally aimed at older generations um, yeah. people that have kind of maybe lost mobility if they've gotten older or it's maybe a bit more medical wear for if you've been in and out of hospital or things like that so there is really a need for fashionable adaptive clothing for younger people
1: i think there's a lot of assumptions as well because i mean we say because we're, we're younger that oh it's for older people but is that what even the more mature person would want you know what i mean i find a lot of it is assumptions by people um You know, and and like you said, you know, a lot of it just looks like sort of medical wear kind of stuff. And, you know, that's people don't wear clothes most of the time anyway, just for wearing clothes. And I feel like that's the first thing that fashion designers that are doing adaptive clothing now are just thinking it's, oh, it's something, you know, they're just, it's something that they can just wear and it looks, it looks nice. And yet it's nothing like what your peers are wearing. And I don't understand why they wouldn't think that we would want to wear the same as everyone else or, yeah. you know, couture and stuff yeah. like that, you know, because there's not a chance that you'd find, um, as far as I know, any like sort of couture looking, adaptive clothing for any age. So yeah. yeah, it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I agree with you that I think a lot of designers that go into it, and I've spoken about this before in my other lives, but. I think from research and from speaking to people a lot of designers that go into it are either parents who have a child with a disability or they're carers or they know someone like a family member or something that has fallen ill or whatever it might be so lots of them don't come from a fashion background yeah. at all um, which is where I think I'm quite different because I come from a fashion background first yeah. um, and then this kind of came next so I'm kind of going with like the fashion first and then just making the adaptions, whereas it's normally the other way around. It's like, right, they need yep. this medically, so how can we make just a garment that will suit them kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's easy to wear, but obviously you need both, don't you? You need it to be easy and look good. Yeah. Um, otherwise, no one's going to want to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Um, exactly. And I mean,
0: even as a business owner, like that doesn't really fare well. if If not lots of people want it, You're never going to grow kind of big enough to sustain yourself. No. Um, So there's, there's different kind of parts of that that you can kind of look into. And then there's also the thing of, I've been speaking on my lives again about this, about how when I'm ready to, and when I'm financially ready to, I really want to employ people with disabilities and I really want to employ little people because they're the ones that know firsthand the experiences I don't know firsthand so I can only do my best with my fashion knowledge um so I think that'll be really exciting too to kind of bring them in and then they can say no we really want this yeah but, but yeah yes. I think the lack of research from designers is huge exactly and, th- and there's so many different body types as well for for, for smaller
1: people because mm-hmm. um I know that a lot of people and um, will see one kind of body type for for little people but then I sort of don't fit in to that that category because like my legs are long and my arms are long but my my torso is quite short as in like literally shorter than the rest of it and my spine goes like this and and I have quite a big chest Um, and stuff like that so um yeah I don't like fit into what um a lot of people may think of as as um smaller people such body type so yeah it's it's hard it's hard but I
0: mean, you're doing an amazing job so <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I mean that's partly what the the representation is about isn't it and I think yeah I am trying with my my social medias to kind of take a look at what I'm posting and even even down to not even always body types but sometimes I notice oh I've only been posting kind of more like Caucasian people for like the past week or whatever it might be so I'm like right I need to switch that up this week Um, or oh I've only posted people with a chondroplasia and then I'm like oh I need to post some more people with different body types Um, and I am kind of quite aware of that because I think representation is so key and like you were saying your body's not the same as lots of the representation of little people so getting designers and just people to see that there's all these different people out there is really important. Yeah, Um, And I mean, in the beginning for me, it will be looking more towards a chondroplasia because that is the most common form. Um, so it makes more sense, obviously, to go down that route initially. Um, and then as things progress and again, like finance is a huge thing, um, for businesses as everybody knows. And, um, yeah the more research and things and the more feedback you get from things that's when I can kind of develop it more and kind of add in um, different body types and like my long-term girls of course they include all of these things um, but I do hope like kind of from the research I've done I'm hoping it will kind of fit lots of people will be able to kind of wear it and some of the designs that I'm designing are kind of for the purpose of this kind of piece could fit lots of body types because of the way it's designed. So, yeah. for example, I'm looking at doing lots of wrap dresses, um, and they are they are kind of pieces that they're not one size fits all, but you can kind of fit lots of bodies in them if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm waffling on again, but no, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think of these things a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I completely get where you're coming from with the fact that your body's not quite the same as people with a chondroplasia because they're the ones that are kind of the most common form um, and that you see most of the time if you see short statured people they're kind of the bodies you see Um, but of course there are lots of other conditions that you can have and be short stature so the education is really key yeah yeah really really key um so then when you're kind of looking for garments and you're shopping and things are the top challenges you find with clothing um i mean again because i i buy kids clothes um
1: it's a the whole (laughs) butterflies and rainbows all over them and things and there's been so many there's well and not over the past like 10 years probably but there's been times where i bought i've seen something i'm like oh that is so nice and i bought it as you do and then i get it home and then i realize i put it on and like right at the bottom, like the whole cup at the bottom has got like butterflies on it or something, and I'm like, oh no, what am going to do? Um, luckily my mum's pretty good on the sewing machine, so um, I've got a go for her, um, but yeah, it's just, again, it's, it's. I'm looking for adult-looking clothes, and I mean, I, I would one day wish that I had Ultimate funds, so I can buy (laughs) all the kids' size clothes in designer wear I possibly can, because there's so many, and I'm like, I want them all. Um, but um, yeah, and that's I'm, I'm literally just looking for adult-looking clothes. Um, and again, that's why I kind of shop designer, like the high-end designer, because that's kind of what they just automatically seem to do. Um, and uh, again making sure that they're stretchy yeah. as well um I would love to get to a point where I'm because I, I'm not there yet because my my mm. my options are so limited but I would love to get to the point where I'm saying you know like with this sustainability and things like that I want my cl- I want to make sure my clothes are you know you know not made by you know unfortunate people and and, and stuff like that and in horrible situations but unfortunately because of my my options are so small um that that isn't on the list at the minute for me otherwise I would literally be walking around in like a curtain or (laughs) something you know um but yeah at at the minute it's it's I mean and it always has been so far adult looking clothes um that fit well as well um and stretchy, and because with my condition and I don't want to say the whole long word for it because it's a mouthful but um it's commonly known as brittle bone disease though it isn't a disease I like to put that out there Um, and so I I do break bones and dislocate um very easily so another thing is some of like which is why I was saying I love tracksuits is they're quite baggy so if I do break if I've got a cast on, um, and you know stuff like that, it needs to be quite roomy. And even if I've not, just so I don't dislocate putting the garment on, it needs to be quite roomy as well. Um, yeah. So I mean, I do break the rules sometimes for you know that little black dress and stuff like that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 making sure it's roomy, stretchy, and looks like you know my best friend would wear it you know um on a night out as well as me wearing it so
0: yeah (laughs) yeah that is a thing isn't it I've heard from a few women kind of similar experiences where they would just kind of love to see someone else out in like the same clothes as them because they've never experienced that before
1: yeah that is Um, literally I mean I
0: have experienced
1: which was slightly embarrassing at one point. And then I was like, my mum was like, well, you're working it, so don't be embarrassed. <laughs> um, where I've literally rocked up somewhere at a party and a child is wearing the same outfit as me. Um, Had that before. <laughs> That's as close as I've got, but that wasn't the kind of experience I wanted. Um, yeah. But no, I definitely want that experience as well. I just rock up and, you know, somebody all glamorous or whatever is is wearing the same outfit. And I, I, I think I'd be so chuffed. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah i mean hopefully it won't be too long um and i was saying on one of my other lives i i think it'll be really nice not only for kind of me as a designer although i probably won't necessarily know if this does happen but i think for someone wearing my clothes to be asked where they're from and you can kind of be like wow someone really likes what i'm wearing um which I'm, i'm sure you probably have had before but it'd be lovely to say it's from a brand that designs for me Um, instead of it's something that's been adapted or it's from the children's wear or whatever that might be yeah Um, but I think that's something to kind of really look forward to as well definitely I do
1: get it quite a lot um because I think people are shocked that I don't look like a five-year-old so I'm probably (laughs) the size of one and they're like where did you get my mum does it a lot well she's like oh did they have my mum's literal phrase is did they have it in adult sizes and I'm like, do you do realise that's a completely different floor. It's sometimes <laughs> a different sort altogether. Like I'm not looking.
0: Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, I do I do get that, which is nice. It is nice. But like you said, it'll be nice to say, Oh, it's someone, you know, a company that literally makes clothes for yeah. me.
0: Um, that would be amazing. But yeah. they will come, but they will come, it will <laughs> it will, it's not too far away. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I mean to go on to kind of the sustainability that you were talking about too. Again, kind of with everything I'm bringing out it will all be as sustainable as possible Um, and I'm not going to be using anything like polyester kind of nylon base it will all be biodegradable fabrics Um, and I've got this really nice bamboo jersey fabric that I'm going to be using Mm -hmm. which is really like really really buttery soft it's the softest I've ever felt Um, and it's like it's really kind to skin because I know obviously some people struggle with like different rashes and just having sensitive skin and things yeah Um, so it's got all of those qualities and it's um it's very breathable it's I can't remember what they call it it's like temperature regulating I think they call it where it kind of keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter um so it's got all of these really nice qualities so that's kind of like a more sustainable way to kind of go down the stretch route and it has got lots of stretch which is lovely um Because, I mean, like you were mentioning, like the last thing you want to do is dislocate when you're getting dressed. (laughs) So, I mean, having that extra stretch and the softness of it, I think, will be really key. Um, Yeah. And, like we were saying, like your options are quite limited at the minute. So, it would be silly for people to expect you to be really sustainable or for you to have that kind of goal for yourself now because there's nothing out there. Um, And the same as, I've been speaking about with Zara Kids obviously Zara has got its issues and lots of people know that but if it's your only option where else are you going to shop Um. so yeah but yeah I thought I'd mention that because I think although not lots of people know about sustainability and things just yet and lots of people don't know about workers rights and the garment workers and Mm -hmm. all of that side of things but I think for my peace of mind i want to bring out something that fits right with me and that is being sustainable and uk Mm -hmm. made and things like that um but then also for people like yourself that are interested in it you can kind of buy and know that your money's gone towards like uk sources and sustainable fabrics and things which i think is just like an extra bonus exactly
1: exactly
0: i think the most sustainable i
1: may be is that i don't really do fast fast fashion Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's probably the most sustainable I am at the minute. Um yeah. and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like watching documentaries and I watched a lot of documentaries about that and that's one of the main um causes, isn't it? At the at, well, that's like at the heart of it. There's other yeah. um you know, situations around it, but that's one of the one of the the top yeah. reasons for um yeah for the yeah, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's great to kind of educate yourself. And um, I'll be sharing and I have been sharing um, lots of like infographics about different kind of key terms in the fashion industry and things because I only know them because I research it and I've studied it and things. But most people have no idea what all these things mean. Um, So kind of breaking that down in like a digestible way is really important because otherwise no one will ever know. Exactly, yeah. And especially unless unless you watch these documentaries. So that will all be coming on my page too. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and then, so to go back to kind of clothing wise. So kind of the, the top challenges you have kind of to do with finding the right styles and having stretch and things. Um, and then, so would you say there's anything you would love to wear that you either physically can't wear or that you just feel like you can't wear? I mean,
1: I do, I, I'm not gonna lie, I do like designer clothes because they're just so unique and different and I've sort of just been brought up that way from like day dot anyway, but um, it, it seems like like wearing a Dior dress, mm. like I'd love to, to you know, just to wear like a couture Dior dress or like Vivian Westwood outfit or something like that and there's not a chance I can wear that unless it's a t-shirt. Um, and even that, I'd have to sort of, you know, wrap it up and pull it up and stuff. Um, i also have to be earning quite a bit of money as well. Um, but yeah, something like that. I mean, you you know, you see the, the, you know, posters and in the magazines and stuff like that. And, you know, I can look in Vogue and there is a like a 100% chance that I can't wear any of these outfits.
0: Maybe 99, maybe
1: 99% chance I can't wear any of these outfits. And you know, as people know, for something that you can't have, that's what you want the most. So it's like, oh, I really wish I could. I really want to. But yeah, if I could just have one day where I'm like wearing an an incredible, like designer outfit, um, and being able to like rock it out somewhere, that would be amazing. I must say, I did wear one once. That's why I said ninety-nine percent, and that was for a shoot. But even that,, well, um, but even that shocked me, but they were tailored um, for specific models that were very, very tiny. Thankfully for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they didn't actually fit, but if, I, if that was off the shelf, there's not a chance that would have fit me, um, because yeah, it was tailored in quite a lot for somebody else,
0: um, yeah. but it
1: fit me quite nice. but yeah, again, buying it from the, buying it from online or in store, not a chance.
0: yeah, not
1: a chance. Yeah, no, that's, that
0: is interesting. I've not heard that one yet. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wonder if you if you ever find it frustrating, maybe. I don't know if that's the right word. But if you go to shoots and you kind of have to wear these clothing pieces that aren't designed for your body at all and you kind of struggle with that, is that something that kind of frustrates you sometimes? Um,
1: I wouldn't say frustrates me, only because it's always been that way. Like, literally yeah, from a from birth I, I didn't wear baby clothes I wore doll clothes like we've yes. so always been that way and I think I'm just used to it and yeah. I'm just more fascinated by like the tailors that are there that are able to make it look like this outfit fits me so I think I, I see it more in that way of wow you know you that's amazing that you can do that because yeah. I saw that on the hung up before and there's not a chance that would fit <laughs> yeah. me and you've made it look like it fits and um, and stuff like that but Yeah, I wouldn't say it it frustrates me, but the one thing that does frustrate me um, is just not being able to go out with my friends um, and go to sort of the same stores. um, Or even my mum, because my mum is very, very... She's a classy lady. So she's she's (laughs) very into a designer clothes. I I think there's only ever been once where we've been into a store and I've managed to get something at the same time that she did within the same store and that happened once about 12 years ago and it's never happened since um i'd love to just be able to do that um you know and it doesn't even have to be you know um a a really you know like expensive store or anything i'd just like to go somewhere with a friend and be able to buy the same thing and not have to tailor the every inch of it to be fair (laughs) um before i'm able to try it on so um yeah, that's that's uh, what frustrates me the most. Um, and yeah, and again, the a lot of the adaptive clothing that I've seen, um am not. I mean, there's particular designers. Um, I don't want to say who. And um, when I say it, people will probably know anyway. Um, that have brought out adapt- uh, adaptive clothing, and which is brilliant. My frustration is that when I did find it in stores, it was literally there, and then there usual clothes are there which I bought in the past in the kids sizes and I'm like but that looks nothing like that and yeah. I'd really like to wear that one yeah
0: not that one and <laughs> not that one do you know what
1: I mean yeah. so it's it thing. I don't understand why a company like that or clothing companies like that would make something completely different and not just have their, their usual or like the, their top 10 pieces and adapt it like, it makes no sense to me. I yeah. want to wear what everyone's wearing, not yeah. have my own little category, because usually my own little category isn't great. Unless it's a category where everyone's like,
0: oh my gosh, I wish they did that. Yeah, me. yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's the the yeah. way <laughs> Yeah,
1: it's always the way round, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I, I completely, completely agree with you. I mean, I don't agree with you from the point of, I'm not a disabled person, so I can't, I can't say I understand what you mean, but I completely agree with, I really don't understand why this hasn't been done before. um, And why these big designers just don't have any consideration whatsoever for adaptive clothing. Um, But I think I try and unpick it sometimes. I think it's partly because people, these big designers don't see disabled people enough. There's not enough representation or education about it. So unless they know someone who they really care about, um, they probably just don't care that much. Um, and it's not a consideration for them when they're designing. They don't think further than their normal, their, their muse yeah. as such. Um, so, yeah, I completely feel you on the fact of why, why are they not just doing some disabled-friendly exactly. clothing as well that's exactly the same styles with just some adaptions? Exactly. And it, it, it's hard because it's part well, of a catch 22 I completely agree with what
1: you're saying, and at the same time, if we're not being allowed as disabled people to be out there to be within the fashion industry, then how are they going to know more yeah. people with disabilities to know that? Oh yeah, you know, I will just make this collection and you know make it adaptive as well because yeah. I think that's what I'm looking for as well, not separate. Yeah, you know, so yeah, and like I said, it's a catch twenty-two because if the design industry isn't letting us in a lot and then the designers don't really know a lot because they've never seen it like yeah it's like a vicious cycle isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it <laughs> really people, is. people like myself are trying to sort of fight our way in yeah get yeah yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah no I completely agree it's kind of like you have to keep knocking the door until someone actually answers yeah um, yeah And I mean, aside from kind of what I'm doing, I think people like you are great because you are kind of like, you're trying to kind of force your way in. You're like, you might ignore me, but I'm going to keep trying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I think, needed in the beginning. And it's unfortunate that it takes that. And it's not really fair that it takes that. But Um, it always takes a certain amount of people, doesn't it, to kind of keep trying before anything changes
1: yeah um, and it's, there's there's so
0: many people
1: with disabilities with you know pushing yeah. themselves and in within the fashion industry um it's just to be seen as yeah. well you know because if we were just you know if everybody not even just if we if everybody was just equally within a design magazine on the tv in the media full stop everybody would sort of automatically be educated as you are when you watch the tv or when you read the magazine and it would just make life so much easier for everybody. Yeah. Um. But there's always gatekeepers there that want a certain, you know, um, look of yeah. of life, which is never reality. Um, yeah. And you know, there's there's, I mean, there's downsides in reality, obviously, but you know, there's a lot of beauty in reality. And one of the biggest beauties is that we are all different. So it needs to be shown a lot more.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I've been talking about this in my lives a lot um, about the education side of things and representation, because like you were saying, if if you're not represented and you're not allowed in, how's anyone ever going to learn? And how's there ever going to be any changes? And I think we are really slowly moving in the right direction. Obviously, we've got disabled models now. We've got representation on TV and there's loads of adverts now. You see people with different bodies, which is amazing. um I just think we need to get to the point now where there's clothing made for these bodies instead of having these bodies on telly but having to adapt the clothing so much um or not adapting it and people being uncomfortable and things like that Um, and I actually really like the way you look at things with in terms of like being fascinated by the way it's tailored to kind of fit your body that's a great way to look at it um and I guess I'd never really considered the fact that that is just your norm, so you, you might not find it frustrating. Yeah. Um, and I guess that was me kind of making assumptions from my perspective as an able-bodied woman. I would find that frustrating. Um, so it's interesting to know kind of how you look at it, and I think that's a great way to look at it. Um, yeah. And I guess we can we can just kind of look forward to the time where you can go to a shoot and there's clothing that you don't have to adapt. You'd be like, wow, that's actually for me. Yeah. Um, And I guess that will just be a nice, a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, it will. It will happen. (laughs) It won't be long. (laughs) Um, And then we've kind of we've touched on sustainability a little bit. um, But I just wondered kind of how much you know about it and kind of how that informs some of your kind of decision making or how you think it might inform your decisions kind of as we go forward. Um, I mean,
1: like I said, I, I like
0: watching documentaries. Um,
1: yeah. So just on BBC, especially if it's on BBC iPlayer, I'm on it. Yeah, um, and things like that. Um, I mean, I don't read a lot of books about about things mainly because I'm I've not got. It sounds horrible, but I've not got the time. Like I'm working yeah. so much and stuff like that. But the so documentaries is definitely like a thing for me. But I do actually like literally search for for all kinds of documentaries, but. Within that, I mean, like I was saying, I did, I, especially when I was, like, at university and stuff, I did find a couple of shops that were quite fast, fast fashion, um, stores that had, like, teenage wear that were more adult looking, and I was buying from them, and just by watching these documentaries and, you know, some of the countries where they're, like, where whole rivers are not rivers anymore because it's just yeah. full of, like, jeans and denim dye, and I'm like, what? Like, you don't hear about this, like, on the, the ITV news and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was things like that that made me decide, no, I'm just going to um stick with sort of what I was, what what my mum, more or less, brought me yeah. up with, which was, because, like, I can buy, you know, a dress or an outfit or whatever. Because I don't shop a lot, a lot, like <laughs> I like to say. Um... Oh, this might think different but no I, I yeah. don't I mean <laughs> I, yeah. I mean um because like like I could, I've got clothes in my wardrobe that I've had for like 10 years so I like to buy clothes that are quite different looking even though they're still you know relevant um but because of that basis that I don't want to just be buying clothes all the time because I know what impact that has because yeah. it, it, they say that it's mainly because we are demanding on wanting to buy clothes all the time that's why fast fashion happens and until we sort of stop doing that yeah that it's impossible to slow it down kind of thing yeah. so I try I try my very best not to um I mean I will I will say I hadn't bought I hadn't bought clothes any clothes um for almost a year pajama bottoms from Amazon and jogging bottoms because yes. <laughs> I needed them in lockdown yeah <laughs> yeah we all did <laughs> um but yeah I hadn't I hadn't really bought and bought bought any clothes for about a year or almost a year um which isn't really like me I'd buy something like every few months but I usually buy it because there's an event or it's something that I have to buy because I don't really yeah. like the shopping um anyway but yeah so it's just Having the knowledge of what fast fashion does, um, you know, to, to particular countries especially, yeah. I sort of stay away from that as much as possible. Um, even though inside I will see stuff, especially now on Instagram, and I'm like, I really want it. Yeah. I can try it and make it, make it fit me. And I know within like a month, it'll be something else. That'll be out. And I really want that as well. And that's obviously how fast fashion works. So I, I I I watch and I wish and that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Um, so unless I need something, um, or I, I i it's a bit of a treat to myself as we all do, especially yeah. in these kind of times. Um, I won't buy anything. Um, but yeah, that goes like I was saying earlier. That's sort of my only option at the minute. I don't really have the option of saying, you know, none of my garments are this material or that material. Yeah. I can't say that because. I, I have, I've hardly got a choice in, yeah. in what I can buy anyway. So at the minute that's that's the best that I've tried to do um, you know, and try to play play my part in, in making the world a bit of a better place when it comes to yeah. sustainability.
0: Yeah. And I think that's great. I mean, like I've said again, in lives before, when you've got such a little choice and even aside from If you've got disabilities or not, there is quite little choice anyway for sustainability out there at the minute, Um, especially if you're on a lower income or you don't know where to look. It is quite hard to find anything kind of sustainable. Um, But then there is also the argument that is clothing ever really sustainable because you're kind of making something new. Um, So I guess you can kind of you can only do the best of what you've got. And I completely relate to you when you say that you see things on kind of Instagram, you think, oh, I'd love that. But then you kind of stop yourself because you're like, no, I don't need to buy it. There'll be something new next month. Um, And I'm exactly the same. And if there is anything that I think I do love that and I probably will wear it for a long time, I'll kind of look on someone like Depop, see if I can find it secondhand, Um, which I guess is kind of harder for someone like yourself because it's probably less likely going to be kind of more children's wear on Depop. I don't know. I haven't looked, but I can imagine that's harder to find. Secondhand than it would be to find women's wear secondhand. Um, but yeah, I mean, we can only do the best we can. um I can't say that all my garments are 100% biodegradable because I know for a fact they're not. I know for a fact my favourite velour trackies are probably made of polyester. So I mean, we can only do our best, can't we? And I think sometimes the most sustainable thing is to buy things you're going to keep rewearing. Yeah. Um, Because like you were saying, it's the supply and demand, isn't it? If we keep buying all the time, the fast fashion brands are gonna just keep pumping up more. If we slow it down, they'll have to slow down.
1: Exactly. Exactly. No one's buying and
0: so Exactly. So yeah, I think that's great. And I think it's it's good to know kind of some people are kind of educating themselves and I'm exactly the same as Joe, I love watching documentaries. And I think I've watched, I've like gone through all the Netflix ones, all the BBC ones. <laughs> There's nothing else for me to watch now. Um, no. <laughs> but they're a great way to learn, aren't they? They're like a, they really are. they're an easy thing to watch, like in the evenings. Um, yeah. And it's like education at the same time. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make me feel so bad that I'm not reading a load of books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Because I'm the same as you. I find as much as I can try and make time to read... I don't always Yeah. quite often I don't or I go for a couple of weeks where I'll read and then I don't for like months um so things like podcasts and documentaries are the best way
1: definitely 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 and, I'm more of a visual person anyway myself yeah I found over the yeah. years so yeah
0: yeah I think lots of people are I think in school we're obviously taught to be kind of more We learn kind of, like, by the books and, like, by listening and things. I think most people are visual learners. So watching videos is great. Um, Let's see. We've got a comment. Buying for the long term and clothes that you can repurpose makes it better. But as you mentioned, it's not entirely... Yeah. It's not entirely sustainable ever, really. Um, And there is an argument for that because if we're creating new clothes, we're kind of adding to the... um, the impact of eventually what will be landfill and things which is why when people like me say that my brand's going to be sustainable that just means my fabric's going to be biodegradable and the packaging will be recyclable and things like this because you can only do your best really yeah Um, but I don't know if anything can be 100 percent sustainable really um so like we were saying you can literally only do the best that you can exactly um and then so we've kind of had a little chat about kind of the challenges and the way you kind of make clothes work for you is there anything that you would kind of tell today's designers to kind of influence their decision making um we're fashionable too that's yep. the
1: one big thing we are fashionable too we want to wear fashionable clothes that's the main one because like i was saying i just never see anything I mean the best I've seen is like maybe you know like a few tops or pants that are nice but I would wear them and drive them on to go to the park or you know to go to the supermarket I would never drive them on to go to like a smart casual event because they're just not at that level Um, they're just just nice (laughs) Um, so yeah it's that we are fashionable too and we want to we want to, you know, we want to slay. Yeah. slay. Yeah. And um, you want
0: the same that everyone else has.
1: Exactly. If not, maybe, maybe more, you know. <laughs> you know yeah. But, <laughs> um, maybe a bit but, better. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's just... Um, so them not to think that it has to be a completely different set of clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm tr- I was trying for a while to speak to... Again, like Zara and River Island um, and saying that there's a whole market of people of small stature that would wear your children's clothes, but it would be great if you could sort of advertise it in a way. I'm not going to lie. I was trying to get myself an extra job. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? And it's because I've been doing it for years. and not even realising until I see friends and speak to friends and they're like, where did you get that? And I tell them and they're shocked. Yeah, I would step into a kids clothing store and find a whole outfit for yeah. like an event that we're all going to. Um, so I sort i would be trying to sort of speak to those guys and I'm not really getting anywhere. Um, yeah. but I, I I mean hopefully one day I will. Um, and again like with the um uh, places like you know Adidas and and stuff like that, the same with them um, because I found with those as well that their kids clothing their, their track suits and whatever the ones that are different are very fluffy and and stuff like that whereas I look at the adult ones and they're like really nice and yeah different clothes and stuff so yeah it's a little bit it, it, it that is frustrating um but I'd love I'd love for them to just you know think about it a little bit more and think more fashion-wise yeah. than I don't even know what they're thinking to be fair. I was going to say um, practical I mean obviously it needs to be practical for, for somebody with a disability but I just don't know what they say I don't know why they think it needs to be something completely different I just don't get it but
0: yeah <laughs> and quite often it's really simple isn't it and I found yeah. a lot of them are really they're quite like frumpy styles which is why I say I think lots of them are owned and directed by people that are carers or parents or they never really come from a fashion background I don't think no. um, and if if they do because there is some people that come from a fashion background and go into yeah. it um but again I think they simplify things a lot um which is not always wanted no and if, I mean
1: I think again why I was saying like with the designer wear that I buy a lot is I can wear it for five six seven years and lock it out next week, and people will be like, wow, that looks really nice. Yeah. Where did you get? And they would want to wear it. So I don't know if it's a situation where they need to sort of maybe think down that route, because obviously, to make adaptive clothing, there's a lot more work going into it, so it can't just be sort of not thrown together, because I'm not saying that their clothes are thrown yeah. together. But you know, it's a fast turnaround. Whereas I would feel, I'm not sure, but I would think that adaptive clothing isn't such a fast turnaround. Um, so maybe for them to think in that way of you know making a piece pieces timeless, yeah um and still fashionable, um maybe that's
0: sort of what what I'm thinking of that's what I'm looking for yeah. kind of thing, um, yeah yeah, I mean that's kind of like in my mission statement, is creating kind of timeless pieces, um yeah, so it's funny Love you it. say that Love but it. but yeah, that is kind of the whole point it's making fashionable things that you literally can wear forever because they're timeless and they're good quality. Um, and like with things like, for example, in the first collection, I really want to bring out a trench coat because I know Mm. that is something that's timeless and everyone wants one. I've got a trench coat and it's like my favorite thing ever. Um, so it's like, it's these things, isn't it? And like having wrap dresses because they are so versatile and they're so comfortable. Um, and say for example like formal trousers things like that you can literally wear forever because the styles exactly. don't change much um but I mean like you were saying with kind of adaptive clothing and it, it might take a lot longer and there's a lot more that goes into it I can say from a design point of view it really isn't it really is really? just a yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because for example if you're thinking oh I'm going to use magnetic closures instead of buttons or I'm going to use poppers instead of buttons it's literally just changing something out Um, And the actual design side of things is really not that hard. It's really just making things to a different body proportion Um, and just considering. So instead of doing a a dress with a zip up the back or a dress that you have to get on overhead, doing a wrap dress because it's easier to get on. Um, So it's just these little things. So I think it does look to people outside of fashion design. It does look like there's a lot more goes into it, but there really isn't. Um, which is why it's so frustrating that designers haven't done it yet, because it's it's just as easy to make something with a zip in the back which is inaccessible to a lot of people than it is to make something with even like a side zip or something that's just easier for people. Yeah.
1: Especially um, those swimming
0: little thin ones. Yeah. Is it, is it like a hidden zip or something? Yeah, like an I
1: invisible mean, they look zip. Great, but my goodness, trying to zip one of them up and yeah. down. Especially after a few.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I mean, yeah, it is a case, isn't it, of creating timeless things that everyone wants to wear, and yeah. not simplifying things too much.
1: No. Um, and even, I mean, even there was um, I can't remember what it was. I had something years ago, um, I think it was like a, a coat that uh, that you could um change in the win- in, in the summer to. And can, can word? Like a gillette, a gilet. Know, yeah is. yeah but, i know <laughs> so even clothes like that would be amazing like i would have thought by at least 2020 that <laughs> when especially with like the bigger, some of the bigger labels bringing out adaptive clothing i would have thought oh, somebody's gonna think of this somebody's gonna do it i mean even the coat because i love long coats absolutely mm-hmm. love, love long coats because then um, my legs get cold really quickly and easily um and just a long coat where it has, a, whether it's a poppers or a magnet, um and in spring, you can just take the bottom off yeah. and maybe reverse it. So it's a completely different pattern, a different color. It looks like a different coat to everyone else, but it's the same thing. Pop yeah. Put the arms off or something. And again, it, it's accessible, you know, and it's easy to, to wear and everything. And it's adaptable because, you know, it whether it has extra zips or, you know, um and stuff like that. I would have thought something like that would have been done already. <laughs> and I'm I just know. no designer. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying like things like that would have been would be amazing, you yeah. know. Um then, I mean there's been things out there that I remember having a jacket from a very top label years ago. Um and it was a bummer jacket. Um didn't fit me. I'm not gonna lie, it was massive. So I really <laughs> liked it so I bought it anyway. And I thought, I'm just going to rock the oversized look before the oversized look came out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was a bomber jacket. And then inside, it was, like, really furry. And I thought, oh, this is nice. And then I found out when I got home that the whole inside, unzipped, so you could wear it. It was just like a cardigan. Really? Yeah. So I was like, even things like that, I was like, they're going to do this. When the the whole adaptive clothes comes out, people are going to be doing it. It's going to be great. I can't wait. And then when I'm like, look, especially with the bigger labels, and I'm like,
0: oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah we've not progressed much we have you? we We've really <laughs> no not
1: there's not
0: time. there's not i'm like oh no mm. but yeah yeah oh. it is hard isn't it because we haven't moved very much in the right direction anyway i mean that's why i'm saying like we're really slowly 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 getting there um and it's a really long slow process for some reason um but i mean this is why we need disabled people as fashion designers because you know what we want um, and yeah that's why it's such a huge thing for me when I'm financially ready to will be employing people with yeah. disabilities and who are little people um, and even like people with like learning difficulties for example um, with things like autism and ADHD and because for example I've got two brothers with autism and I know that they think in such a different way in such yeah. a more creative way sometimes, um, and it's the same with disabled people. They can kind of bring the first-hand experience and the kind of the problem-solving point of view as well. Because obviously, yeah. if you have a disability, you are more often put in these situations where you have to problem solve. So you kind of you work that better. Um, yeah, definitely. I think I, I think if we had more disabled designers, adaptive clothing would be so much like so much better. Better. That would be, I mean, it would be great even if these designers had some, I, I don't
1: want to call it a focus group, but even especially paid, let me just say, especially yeah. paying disabled people for their advice. Yeah. Because um, I think even that would just be amazing because as far as I know, that doesn't happen. Um, It might do. If anybody knows, please correct me. But as yeah. far as I know, like these, especially the bigger ones, like bringing out these clothes and everything, haven't really... Or if they have, again, I feel like, like you were saying earlier, it's probably parents of children with disabilities, yeah. so it's yeah. more of the practicality side of things and not both practical and sad um, yeah. side of it. So, yeah, and and uh, to pay as well. Yeah. I'm just going to put my out there, to pay yeah. because <laughs> there are a lot, a lot of places that like to ask disabled people's advice um, yeah. and don't even expect I just don't expect to have to pay people where in any other circumstance if you're asking for advice you're going to pay somebody um and especially if it's something that you know your brand's going to be very quite unique because you're doing this
0: yeah
1: you should definitely be they should definitely be paying people um so yeah if any, if any of them are listening <laughs> <laughs> they I've will be it. they I've will out there. I've yeah. out there and i said it Happy to give advice as
0: long as you're paying us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely agree. If you're going to, especially if it is for, for these big brands that have such the kind of financial capability to do it, yeah. um, it's such a shame that they don't. Um, and they don't include people more. Um, and even, I wonder, I don't know, because I'm not kind of behind the scenes with these things, but I do wonder when there are these big brand deals where they have disabled people as kind of the, the face of it do they ever kind of get a say in any of the campaigns or what they wear or anything like that? It'd be interesting to know, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think kind of the takeaway is just consider more, just be a bit more considerate and just think a little bit. Yeah. And just ask. I think that's the
1: biggest thing within a lot um, of stuff when it comes to disability, even like access from buildings and stuff. Just ask. Yeah, you spend so much money doing all of this and then in the end it's not quite what people with disabilities actually need and you spend (laughs) so much um, and never ask the correct questions and so yeah all the correct you
0: never ask the correct people yeah so yeah yeah and why wouldn't you (laughs) ask I mean it doesn't take a lot to to just ask a question and just get that feedback Um, and even from like from kind of the financial point of view if you don't ask and then it's completely wrong you've just wasted your money whereas if you would have just asked you could have got it right exactly exactly but I think again I think it's assumptions
1: people assume a lot um that whether they think we're capable or whether they think oh it's 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 easy obviously somebody you know in a wheelchair will need you know longer pants or something like that but they don't think of the back where it needs to yeah. be higher, or the buttons like hurt, and stuff like that. Um, and like I said, it, it's within within all varieties of buildings and in the media and stuff like that. If you don't ask the correct people, it's never going to be cor- correct. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I feel like people just
0: they need to stop assuming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: and just ask.
0: Just yeah. Because we're friendly and we will help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's partly why I ask as many questions as possible at every single stage of what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're brilliant at it. Yeah.
0: And I'm always just kind of checking up as well that I'm asking the right things and I'm not offending anyone. And am I kind of saying the right thing? Because unless you kind of ask people, like I could sit here and wonder for ages, am I doing things right? Um, And even like when it gets into, I'm kind of in the design stage of things now And I've got quite a clear vision of how I want it to look for the first launch in August. But when I get to the sampling stage, like I'm going to be sending things to people to try and I need feedback because otherwise I might launch these things. People buy it and it doesn't fit. So there's no point. I need that feedback. And I think like you're saying, if people that need accessibility for buildings or if it is clothing, if you just asked in the first place, you could get it right. Yeah, they're getting it completely wrong for no reason. (laughs) exactly
1: exactly and it'll make your it'll make yours and everybody else's life a lot easier because even for something like a fastening you know you could be trying to run around trying to find certain thing to fasten because you're worried about like baby how much it hurts people in wheelchairs to have certain buttons and then we just turn around if you ask and says why don't you just use i don't know velcro or something or yeah. what you know some, something yeah. quite simple that people have been using for years and stuff and you're like oh yeah. I'm going to use this and this and you know but yeah it's like I say it, it makes your life easier um, and anybody else that's asking it makes their lives easier but I don't think many places or people realise that Um again it's just they assume that this yeah. is what would be best so yeah hopefully we'll get over that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's what. just that simple check in isn't it just checking in making sure is this right cool thanks I'll carry on Um and also getting that constructive criticism, which I think is great. I love it when people give me constructive criticism because yeah. if I didn't have it, I just have loads of people telling me I'm amazing and I think everything's great when actually it's not. Exactly. Um, so you need that sometimes, don't you? Um, and then, so my last question is, do you have any kind of inspirations to do with kind of, it can be anything from style recommendations to just kind of like magazines or influencers, things that you really love.
1: I mean I, I mean there's there's um some popular influences out there that I'm sure a lot of people already know about and stuff, but um, again, I mean, for my actual body type, I haven't got like a particular person where I'm like I copy all of their styles because they're amazing i i i I can't find that kind of person, so I sort of make my own styles and and obviously trying to find what I can <laughs> um and stuff like that, but no, there's some amazing amazing people out there um amazing a you know, fashion stylist, even with disabilities yeah. and things. But um with the magazine front and things like that, I just don't I just don't read magazines much anymore because I'm I don't see any sort of representation of myself. So it sounds really bitter I guess in a way, but it's just it's pointless for me to to be looking because I'm not gonna see anybody.
0: Um and if I see an
1: outfit I know I can't wear it. So it gets a bit, you know, a bit upsetting yeah. <laughs> if I'm sitting there and on top of that I'm spending money. So why am I spending money on something I'm not <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna benefit anything from. Um so I mean the the, the best that I do really is like looking on my <laughs> in stores and stuff like that and I just yeah. sort of if I like I've just I've just come to the point many years ago now where if I like something I like it and I will get it if I haven't I say if I haven't already got something like it, but as everybody knows, we all think that way, and then you buy it, and then you realise three months down the line you've got three green tops. I mean, <laughs> you know, we've we've all done it. Yeah. Um. But no, I've yeah, I've just come to sort of that conclusion now because I can't, I can't go with the times as they yeah. say. Um. Because I mean, one, I don't really want to because of fast fashion anyway. Um, but on top of that I just literally I can't really <laughs> yeah so yeah it just I, yeah there's not really any recommendations because again like everybody else they've been looking for themselves and not yeah. for others and because I don't see anything that I can get for myself um, and then on top of that anything that I do see um, is children's wear. And then even with, with my with some of my friends and other people at small stature and I say that, they're like, What? Yeah. No, I buy I, I buy some adults wear and just make it small. And I'm like, That's great, but I literally just go and buy children's clothes because it's easier and there's a lot less adaptations that I need to do to it, if any. And yeah. so it's that sort of conversation of me saying, Oh yeah, you know, I went in. I mean Zara Zara's become more of a a universal thing amongst um people of small small stature
0: yeah. to be able
1: to say oh yeah I got it from our kids, but like when I start saying you know other companies and places that are literally just all kids, you know it's not really a conversation that I feel like you know I could just sit down and be like yeah I got it from this place and that place um whereas you know somebody black like, yeah I'll go and have a look I just don't feel like that unless it's like a really close friend yeah but, um yeah. That's your question. Recommendations? I don't really have any. I'm useless to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. <no, it's, laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm like I'm shop style. Um, which I guess that's a recommendation because that's for anybody, uh, you know, adults, children, babies, it's so a lot. Um, and you can find what you want on there. Um, so that's that. I guess that's a recommendation. But other than yeah. that, all my recommendation was for kids.
0: Yeah. Can you can it <laughs> yeah no I'm sure there'll be lots of women that actually do look at that shop style because it sounds good um yeah. and in terms of magazines I'm working on that because yeah. someone else mentioned that to me and I was like right I need to work on this so I'm reaching out to lots of people so you never know in the next few months you might see a campaign with someone that looks like you in it um that's yeah, my really. aim and I'm just waiting for people to listen to me. The same as you, I'm going to keep yeah. knocking on the door until they answer.
1: <laughs> Brilliant, because I, I know there's some um, people that have started their own magazine, which yeah. is incredible and amazing. Um, it's just I wish that those people were seen so they are more mainstream. So I, you, know, you wouldn't have to go to a specific website yeah. to get that. You could just literally go into your newsagent and buy it, because that's where these people need to be, because they are literally creating the future of having everybody within their magazines.
0: Yeah. So nobody
1: feels left out or nobody feels like I have for years where I'm like it's pointless.
0: looking yeah. in
1: vogue or it's pointless looking in L because I won't see anybody like me. Um, so yeah, those people need to be seen um, and need to yeah be out there. But obviously again, it's it's like everything else, you know, they're doing something a bit different, even though it's literally like the future. Um yeah. and you know, those gatekeepers they've probably been left for centuries. <laughs> yeah. And like everything the same way as it's always been, is stopping that happening, um, which is a real shame. So it's it's those people that we sort of need to give a, a kick up the butt and uh will yeah. just just move to the side a little bit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and yeah. you know <laughs> get a bit get get, you know, everybody included because that's reality, you know. we're we're here everybody's here and everyone needs
0: to be represented and plus people be spending more money i don't understand how these companies don't get
1: that i know i completely agree (laughs) i completely agree
0: because there is like uh, there's there's like the spending um budget or whatever you'd call it for like disabled people in the world something like 270 billion billion or something isn't it it's it's a huge amount um And even like friends and family that buy gifts for people with disabilities and yeah like this there is so much spending capability there that they've just not locked into yeah um which I'm gonna lock into Yay. <laughs> um but yeah like I don't know why they haven't done it it's really baffling and yeah. we'll get there one day I think we're moving there in in footsteps and yeah takes a little while of just getting on at people continuously before they listen but we'll get there and it will feel more rewarding I think it's yeah. just a shame that it takes this isn't it yeah definitely but definitely. good things come to those who wait isn't it they do they do because I think obviously with a lot of
1: companies and stuff they need to see it in a way of it will help more than just those particular people um because I, like, I did marketing in the union stuff so I know that that's like a fact so yeah. if you just say it's just for these particular people, it's not that likely that it will, you know, get up and go mainstream. But if it is it is to these particular people, but can obviously help all of these people as well, that's sort of the angle that needs to be come at to yeah. these, you know, these these companies that make up, the people that make all the decisions um, and lots of money will be spent.
0: Um, so, Which is what they want, isn't it? Exactly, and I mean, that's exactly. even that's kind of like the lens that I'm kind of looking at it's like right so I start off with clothing for little people and people short stature then I move into average height clothing with adaptability um adaptive fastenings and things and then it moves into everyone else who can also wear it it's just easier to wear exactly Um, which is how I think it needs to be looked at doesn't it instead of yeah here's a adaptive range that's completely different to the rest of our non-adaptive ranges. It needs to be, here's a range that everyone can wear. Exactly. And then it's a level it's, playing field then, isn't it?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah,
0: that's that's the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Um, well, they're all my questions. I mean, do you have any questions for me before we kind of close things off?
1: Um, I, I, you've actually answered it already because I think, from like again watching
0: documentaries and whatnot um
1: like one of the things i kept seeing or hearing or reading an articles, um was that these companies were finding it it's more difficult to do adaptive clothing because of, like like you said the different fastenings and stuff like that which is why i assumed that that was that was the reason why you know it wouldn't be as as quickly turned around as their yeah. usual um Designs and stuff, but with you saying that that's not actually the case, it's just you know changing things up. And like, my question is why? (laughs) Why (laughs) is this
0: happening?
1: Yeah. Um. But yeah, but I I don't know if it's because these companies genuinely still think that way that it is going to be a massive you know mission to be able to do adaptive clothing. Um. Or at least that's the um excuse that they're using. I will say, because I mean, it's a bit like, you know, let me say we can't find people with disabilities to do acting and stuff like that. We have social media. I mean, you literally type in Google, you can type in, you know, disabled model, you can type in disabled actor yeah. and find a bunch of people. That's just, for me, an excuse. So, yeah, yeah, I was just wondering if that was sort of a real reason for why these, well, for, well, for why just overall, um, yeah. you know, clothing companies haven't done adaptive clothing for those that haven't touched it at all and but would you say no then
0: (laughs) I know I might have just frustrated you even more (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah I mean it really isn't any more difficult in my eyes from like a fashion point of view and a design point of view and logistics wise the only slight difference there might be is some adaptive fastings cost a little bit more money yeah Um, for example you can get really really cheap zips for like pennies whereas to get a magnetic zip which clasps together instead of you having to kind of fiddle around with it um that could cost you i think on average seven pound is what i've seen um so then you might just add seven pounds to the cost of the garment Um, exactly so yeah and like magnetic closures like again they're going to be slightly more money than a button would be but that's you pay pennies for a button, you might pay £2 for magnetic closures or something. So it's just, that might add a slight cost, but that's a cost that people would be willing to pay yeah. um, because I think people just want the clothing. Um, and then so in terms of... would like if, it to be at an
1: even keel at one point. Yeah, because yeah. I think
0: for disabled people, it costs a lot more. Yeah. Well, it would be nice if it just sort of costs them. <laughs> um, well, I think we these big work. companies have the ability yeah. to do that. They can do that because they can order all this fabric in bulk. So it costs them pennies and they can kind of, they can cover costs elsewhere for what they spend more in yeah. for adaptive clothing. So they, they're completely capable. They just don't do it. Um, and yeah, there, there are brands that are like dabbling in it and yeah. we might see some more things as time goes on. I don't know how much, they'll kind of bring out and like you said like there are some brands that have done it but their ranges are completely different to the rest of what they sell so I don't know how useful always what they do is but yeah it's it's no more difficult it's just different slightly different yeah. um it's just a different way of thinking really um and yeah like someone's just put in the chat the cost is bound to come down once the production increases it's exactly, exactly. It's supply and demand if if I make 10 garments I pay more in fabric because it costs more to make that little amount whereas if I make 10,000 garments it's going to cost me less because I can buy in bulk kind of thing and I think anyone knows that so yeah kind of as time goes on price will come down eventually Um, the designers just aren't doing it so Mm -hmm. it's a shame it is a shame and I might have just frustrated you more now that you know that but (laughs) (laughs) Not, not frustrating me I'm just baffled I'm just more
1: yeah. Baffled, b- baffled yeah I'm not frustrated um yeah I might I might I might try and start sending some more emails but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah be
0: like right now I know <laughs> yeah. Now I, yeah um
1: but no yeah it's just it's just frustrating Um. to to know that it can be done quite easily and it's yeah. just not but um I am I'm just absolutely baffled why it's not it's yeah. not been done because this adaptive clothing has been spoken about for oh, years. It may not seem that way, but it has been for absolute years. Um yeah. and it's obviously with social media it seems it may seem like um to some that it's quite a new thing, but it it's really not. Yeah. It is really not. Um but yeah, it just needs to it needs to change, but also it needs to be like like we say, within the mainstream. I really don't want to have to go into a store and be like Looking for the adaptive section, yeah. or whatever you know, and it's all completely different. Yeah,
0: know? it's just um, yeah, it yeah defeats the object, bit... doesn't it? If it's completely yeah. different, it yeah, defeats exactly. the object, have not it? Really, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, exactly. I mean,
0: I think we've had a really good chat, and I think we've Isn't found great? out lots on both sides. I think I've given you some things to <laughs> to kind of ponder on, and you've definitely given me some things to think about. Definitely, um, yeah. And I guess we can only kind of look forward to, I guess, my range when it comes out. And the fact that you won't have to stress that this is a completely different range to anything else. Um, and I will be creating timeless pieces that are sustainable and hopefully they're things that you can kind of cherish as well. So there's something to nope. look forward to. And I am, I'm knocking on the doors as well. I'm trying to get through to magazines and people like that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I think it'll be brilliant yeah it's like a it's a collective isn't it we all keep trying and we'll get there in the end yeah um definitely. yeah
1: i'll be waiting for to... that trench coat <laughs> yeah yeah i know
0: it's definitely coming that was like one of my first things i was like i need to do that because i love my trench coat and i know it must be so annoying to not get kind of the perfect one um and even even for me i went searching and i couldn't find one for months so that's something that I really, really want to bring out. And it will be out in the first collection because I'm going to make it. So um, yeah, that's one thing to look forward to at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I really well, enjoyed it you. and I hope you did too. It's
1: been amazing, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think we both, we love a little chat, don't we? So that's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um,
1: oh, and I'm, I'm just so happy I was able to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. I mean, I know it's hard because I know you probably work probably just as much as i do um, and it is hard sometimes finding the time but i'm glad we could yeah um so yeah thank you so much for coming on i'm gonna turn this into a podcast too so it will be on all podcast platforms too oh brilliant and you can have a little listen there and you can send it to friends and family if they're interested too oh um, i make them interested <laughs> Yeah, yeah force awesome them to listen <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much keep doing what you're doing um and i know that i'm sure i know you kind of spoke about you don't necessarily look up to that many people with similar body types to you but i know there definitely is girls that look up to you and that's really nice (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Um, thank you so much for coming on have a lovely evening
1: oh thank you you too and thank you again to everybody that was watching as
0: well (laughs) yeah i know we've had some lovely comments people have really enjoyed it i think oh brilliant lovely well yeah have a nice evening and i'll speak to you thank later you. Bye. Bye. thank you so much for listening to today's episode i really love chatting with monique and i feel like i really left on a high because of her positive energy and her love for fashion which is so similar to mine if you do want to find monique over on instagram you can her username is monique underscore underscore zbd underscore model Monique has great content on adaptive fashion her modeling ventures and advocacy and if you want to find us as well we are over on most social media platforms now at Shemaya Dewey Fashion but we most often post on Instagram so make sure you check us out there also make sure to give this podcast a rating and review and make sure you follow for more episodes